0: Welcome back everyone to the Xamarin Podcast. With me as always, Mike James in beautiful London, UK. How's it going, buddy?
1: It's going really well, thanks. You sound a little different. You sound a little different.
0: Oh yes, uh, I forgot to introduce myself. I am James Montemagno, a developer evangelist here at Xamarin. I am not Pierce Bogan.
1: Yeah, so Pierce is on holiday for four weeks. So uh, James has kindly offered to step in and help us record the podcast. So thanks very much, James, for joining us.
0: Absolutely, we had to find somehow. You know, Pierce is extremely high energy. Uh, you need, I think, you Mike, you came and you're like James. We need someone also high energy. So slap, slap a James in there, and we got two two Jameses, just a different first name and last name on it. So I'm pretty excited about this podcast. I was on. Been how many times have I been on now? Uh, I think
1: two times, been on three times. Two times, two three times
0: yeah lovely love i've been loving the podcast listening to it every single time you guys release one every other week or so i'm just loving it digging it it's good to have a nice dedicated podcast just for the xamarin's there's a lot of other great podcasts out there too i've been browsing through but you guys are just crushing it crushing the podcast
1: oh you're very kind james you're very kind Uh, so what have you been up to recently
0: that's a great question thanks for asking um It's been busy. You know, there's been all the Dev Days events. We just kicked off round two, so uh, you just kind of kicked off uh, the European over in the UK, and I'm about to kick off round two over here in the US. Uh, We're doing Philly, New York, uh, Madison, Wisconsin. We're going to do some some states uh, down in Florida, some cities down in Florida, uh, and then we're probably going to even kick off a round three. Who knows? You know, people are really loving it. I've been I've been loving going out, meeting so many awesome devs, uh, and then of course, writing apps. I think we're going to talk about my uh, Meetup Manager uh, application transition later, we're talking about some MVVM goodness, uh, but yeah, it's been busy, been really good. How about you? How you? What you been up to?
1: Awesome. Well, yeah, so we had the uh, kickoff of Dev Days in Birmingham, uh, UK, and then on the side I've been working on this beer drinking app, and uh, it's been kind of all-consuming. Uh, you know, lots of beat testing to do, so lots of uh, drinking of beer. But uh, actually, the reality is lots of C sharp. So everything from the Azure back end to the mobile uh, app that you're using is C sharp. So I've been uh, head down writing lots and lots of code, but uh, loving every moment of it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think that's one of the unique parts of you know we're both uh, you know dev evangelists here at Xamarin, and a lot of people ask ask me all the time at conferences about you know the job role. What does it mean to be a developer evangelist, it's like, well, you know, I, I still get to create apps on a day to day basis. I just get to talk about it more. And I think that's, what's really unique is, is that we're still creating great applications that we're passionate about. You know, this weekend I just did a whole hack on Meetup Manager that we'll talk about later. you know, you're creating beer drinking, I've, you know, coffee filter and like all these like great applications that are not only great samples, but stuff that we're really passionate about. So I, I'm pretty blown away. Even I think, you know, I checked out your website, the beer drinking website, and I was like, this is the most beautiful website ever. And you're like, I created it in five minutes. I'm like, I'm blown away by your skill.
1: (laughs) Well, as I said before, I just tweaked and I bought a theme for two pounds and I tweaked it, um. I'm I'm really not one to sit and play around with CSS and HTML for more than 20 minutes without wanting to get back to something, you know, proper, but C-sharp. Um, so...
0: Yeah, but, but, C, but see, two pounds in the United States, that's got to be like $185. Oh,
1: I think so, it's a bit more. Yes. So this week in Xamarin, as always, Pierce normally covers this bit, but I thought I would, you know, take take on the role of doing it. So this week in Xamarin, there's been a couple of exciting things. Uh, probably the biggest thing is... Uh, our partnership with Oracle. Um, so, if you're not aware of uh, Oracle, then where have you been? Um, you, you know, they're a huge enterprise uh, company. Um, so, you know, the smaller app developers, you probably don't have a need for this. But if you're developing apps for enterprise, then you should 100% check out our webinar recording. Uh, which covers the partnership with Oracle and how to use their mobile cloud service, um, which is you know their offering to compete with Azure and with AWS and PaaS and all the other cloud service providers. So if you want to learn about that, then check out the uh, the webinar. It's on blog.zamrin.com.
0: Yeah, and if you go to slash uh, oracle you can read all about the partnership and the, the application they they have, like the Worksafe applications, like a really pretty. Uh, application that you can kind of take a look at um, uh, to kind of get started and messing around with it and and watch the webinar. I think it's about an hour long, so it kind of gives you a really good overview of not only the use cases for Oracle but how to get up and running, which is really cool.
1: yep, yeah, and on top of that we've got uh, a brand new contest which uh, is very exciting. So I think you mentioned James that the prize is a, a free ticket to evolve. Is that right?
0: yeah we should we should we should double check that. let's see. I'm pretty sure so the the contest is really interesting you can win a ticket uh, to xamarin evolve 2016 which will be happening in uh, orlando florida in april and uh all you got to do is uh it's about we just had a few blog posts this week on xamarin ui tests and xamarin test cloud and all xamarin platform subscribers actually get xamarin test cloud device minutes so there's really no reason not to be testing your application just seeing if it's launching see how it's doing poking around the user interface so you got to do is just tweet a link uh, to uh, an image, a screenshot of your uh, tests running in the Xamarin test cloud of your application. Uh, you'll see in the blog post, that'll be in the show notes on on how to specifically enter and uh, tweet it out. And you get one full admission ticket to Xamarin Evolve 2016. And And these puppies aren't even on sale yet. So uh, you can go to evolve.xamarin.com and sign up to be notified when they do go on sale. So this is like, this is early on, like super exclusive, and you have a whole week. Uh, it ends on Monday, August seventeenth, around noon, uh, EST. So check that out on the blog.
1: It doesn't get more exclusive than that, does it? Exclusive. You
0: heard it yeah, here first.
1: It. Uh, on top of
0: yeah, and, and you know what? Evolve, Evolve last year. I, I gotta say before before we go even further is if you haven't been to Evolve, it is by far one of the most astonishing developer events um, of the year. I've uh, been to a lot of conferences, Mike James. You've been to a lot as well. Yeah. Uh, Evolve is just astonishing. The connections that you make, the the developers that are there, uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful time. It's it's just one of the best uh, conferences I've ever been to, uh, and presented at as well. But actually, just you know, meeting and talking to so many amazing devs is just phenomenal.
1: Yeah, it's a conference that uh, you know. I know I work for the company, but it's the one that I really do look forward to. There's a couple of conferences that I go and you know, speak at normally that I get excited about, but none that you know that level of excitement matches anything close to how I feel when I know that I'm going to evolve. So uh, if, you, if you haven't been and you've been thinking about it, it really is a good investment. Uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic conference. But moving on. Uh, So, we also uh, are announcing some guest lectures for Xamarin University. Now, you may be thinking, you know, I'm not subscribed to Xamarin University, so how does this help me? Well, you know, we've got the free trial, so you can sign up for the trial and still get access to this amazing content. And we've got some heroes from the community, such as Mike Bluestein, Gotta love Mike. Um, And yourself, you're speaking on there as well, James. uh, Using and developing plugins for Xamarin. We've we've mentioned plugins Mm -hmm. a few times on the podcast, uh, something that both Pierce and I really love. Um, And then we've also got some stuff on there, such as, you know, spicing up your Xamarin Forms app, a bit of testing, a little bit more forms, because everyone loves forms. Uh, And then we've got some other stuff that will be coming in there as well. Um, So the guest lecture is, you know, I'm pretty excited about this. Because as much as I love the existing content, it's nice to have a, a few extra bonus bits thrown in as well.
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, if, if you want to, too, as part of the uh, as part of the guest lectures, just as the, the trial, there's tons that have been in the past, too, from Azure Mobile Services, UX design. Uh, there's a Q&A with Miguel from May, which was really phenomenal. He did like a town hall style. Uh, there was uh, ext- a reactive extensions with Paul Bess. There's like a lot of great content in here, just, you know, that is exclusive to Xamarin University. So definitely check that out. And then we also, big announcement, I'm very happy. Hopefully you'll see her around a lot. We have a brand new developer evangelist here at Xamarin, Kristen Stutzman. Uh, Kristen uh, is coming on. Uh, I think this will be her second week when this podcast comes out. Uh, So she's going to be with me at all the different Dev Days events, and then she'll be taking over a lot of the East Coast Dev Days events, and you'll see her all over the place, uh, like you see a lot of the other uh, Xamarin developer evangelists. And you can check out her at twitter.com slash official kristen. Uh, and you can find her GitHub and her blog, uh, Kristen.codes, which is really cool. So I'm very excited uh, to have Kristen on board and further expand. Maybe you will have her on one time. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, we should
1: absolutely. Yeah. So today's main topic is MVVM frameworks and why you should use them. Should you use them? Which are the best ones? What What do you uh, What does James prefer? What do I prefer? Um, so with that, James. What is MVVM? What is an MVVM framework? Why would I want to use
0: this? Well, that's that's a great question. So, well, so there's there's, you know, there's there's a big debate. When people say MVVM, they immediately jump to data binding and event binding and triggers and things like this. Uh, so the issue here is the confusion around what is MVVM and what is MVVM framework. Uh, and uh, are you familiar with, I'm sure you're familiar with MVC?
1: I am. Model
0: <laughs> view controller.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yep. So if you're in the web space, uh, or even even actually default Android and iOS, MVC is a very popular model. MVC is model view controller. And the idea is that you have a model and a controller, and the controller is uh, controlling your view and back and forth. So the idea is abstracting. It's an architecture pattern of abstracting your business logic from your user interface. That is the goal of any type of architecture framework, and MVVM takes it a step further in saying model, view, view model, and your view model, your model and your view model are completely separated, have no recollection, no idea of your of your actual view, and and this is just a really great way of architecting. and 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 the idea here is that your models and your view models are actually pretty. We call them dumb. They're like they're dumb. They're not very smart. All they do is they are representations of some data, or how the data should be displayed in the user interface, uh, and then to access that that data, some web backend, if you will, or some database or some RESTful service, uh, you would have services. You'd have an interface like an I Data Manager, an I Meetup Manager service, for instance, uh, that would be implemented. And then your view model, so your actual representation of the user interface, is not making any calls to the internet or to a database, they're using some service. So it's really three layers of abstraction um, for your code. It's an architecture. and. And that's all it is. And since it's an architecture, um, Microsoft, uh, it came from Microsoft a long time ago, like 2001, 2002, it's been around for a long time. Uh, and it's been very tried and true. And the MVVM architecture pattern is the core for all WPF, um, Windows Phone, Windows Store, Silverlight, Windows 10 applications. Uh, and it's actually what we recommend for Xamarin Forms uh, for architecture. But the difference here, like I said, and I keep saying it over and over again mvvm is just an architecture pattern and the architecture pattern makes things play really nice with mvvm frameworks and a framework is a way of taking your code in mvvm and binding it and doing eventing to your user interface so it's it's that connection that bridge if you will between the user interface that view of mvvm and your view model and out of the box when you're doing traditional xamarin uh, development there is no there is none right and, and you know you're gonna go and you're gonna go into your storyboard designer you're gonna um, name the button and you're gonna put a plus equals and you're gonna on the touch up inside event and you're gonna call some method in your code behind uh, that's the idea that's just how you normally do it uh, or when something changes in the back end you would you know async await come back update your user interface and, and there's a lot of manual things that you have to do Uh, in normal traditional sense, and you do it again for Android, back and forth, back and forth in traditional forms, and you do it on Windows, et cetera, et cetera. The framework, the MVVM framework tries to simplify that and says, hey, listen, there's some method that I'm going to call or some string named title, and when that updates, automatically update my user interface, or when the user enters their username and password, automatically uh, update my backend, or call this method when someone uh, calls the button click. And that's what a framework does. Uh, in Xamarin, uh, traditionally, we don't have a framework that you're going to use uh, out-of-the-box because iOS and Android don't have one out-of-the-box as well. So that's that's what MVVM is, and that's what an MVVM framework is. Does, does that, I don't know, does, how did I do?
1: Yeah, no, that, that that makes sense to me. I mean, so iOS and Android, as you said, uh, naturally MVC. And um, I tend to tell developers when they say to me, I want to do MVVM on iOS or Android, I, I tend to say, you know, when you're learning these platforms you probably shouldn't try and add all these abstractions so i like to keep you know fairly low level in terms of how how abstracted i am away from all of the the bindings and what's actually going on between updating my model to my view controller to my view personally i i think it's very easy to go and grab a million new get packages and abstract away until you know you can write a, a, an entire application with two lines of code and you know you, you can call it a day but it makes debugging b- very difficult because you've got this huge library sat between you know your code and your views that's doing all of the the glue work and yeah you you may get a hint here james that i'm not a huge fan of uh, adding mvvm libraries to uh or frameworks to to xamarin android or xamarin ios projects but i know that you i know that you do this
0: yeah correct and yeah so so i always architect my app in mvvm always just I always do I came from a background of really big enterprise and our enterprise developers um, probably will understand just an interface first programming model where I kind of put an interface of what I want to um, implement between myself and the database or the restful service in the back end and I try not to shove all my code in, in essentially what is my controller or my view model uh, and, and I just like this architecture pattern in general in, in, and it's interesting. I was listening to Jimmy uh, Bogard, uh, who's a really great great guy. And he does Automapper is his library that uh, he's created. And I, I, I saw him speak at some conferences. he was talking about ORMs, uh, like database ORMs. And he goes, you know, you're doing all this abstraction, this, this, and that. And you have this layer and this manager and this thing. And he goes, you're doing all this. So maybe one day in the future, possibly... Uh, you're going to swap out this backend for another database. You're going to switch from a SQL database to a NoSQL solution. and And Jimmy goes, he goes, "When was the last time you've ever done this? Uh, never. that is correct. You've never, you have never done this. Um, and well, I thought that, that was really funny and interesting. And, and like even if you had to do that, what does it take a day to swap out some things? Uh, it is good, it's nice practice to kind of force it. Uh, in that method, but it's not required, but I just am used to this pattern. I think a lot of developers are from coming from the dot net world now the frameworks though they they do get heavy that's the problem uh, and I think that's probably maybe maybe that's your issues with them not only the debugging but is 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 the heaviness would you yeah, say that maybe um,
1: that's the they're also very opinionated um, they kind of force you into you do it their way or it's a highway you know and and to me. I'm, I'm all for, you know, abstracting things away. For example, in the app I'm building right now, the beer drinking one, I want to hit iOS, Android, and Windows Phone. Android and Windows Phone are going to use Xamarin Forms. Um, the iOS version is using the traditional Xamarin approach. Now, actually, in terms of the code that's in the iOS project, very minimal. I Most of my code is in portable class libraries and I'm querying stuff in there. So I you know, say, hey, go and fetch me all the beers that I've had. And it, within the view model for the My Beers page, uh, I have an observable collection. And within the iOS projects, I'm binding to the collection change. And then I've got some iOS-specific APIs, such as creating the new data source and reloading the table. But all of the hard work is happening in that view model, uh, but there's no framework. I've not brought in any bloats when I debug, I'm just debugging my code. It's super easy.
0: Yeah, um, I love this. I call, I call this the roll-your-own framework.
1: Well, this is, this is exactly how I develop all of my cross-platform apps. And To me, because I've done that for so long, I don't understand the benefit of why I'd want to go and add a huge MVVM framework on top, because it, it, it feels so lightweight, and it feels so easy to do this. It's, it feels just natural.
0: Yeah, correct. So I'm a big fan of what you're doing, and that's actually what I do most of the time. If you look at coffee filter, for instance, I do a roll your own. So uh, I still implement I notify property change and I update properties. But what I do is I just say whenever my property changes, all right, update update this thing in the user interface, or when I enter text, go update the code in the code behind uh, in my view model. So I manually do it back and forth because usually my interfaces aren't that complex, right? It's not like a, I'm entering a thousand data field entries that I would have to do this over and over again. So I'm a big fan of that. And, you know, people come in with MVVM frameworks because they want to minimize some of the hard work of the data. bind. They don't want to do that manually. They want to simplify. They would simply want to have a table view uh, or a list view in Android. And they're like, all right, and bind this observable collection. And I don't want to have to worry about refreshing adapters or table views of the data source or anything go i don't want to have to worry about downloading images do that for me uh so that's where something like mvvm cross comes in which i think i still am a big fan of it uh, in general there's a lot of uh, companies that are using it and it's demoed often like at microsoft for the visual studio 2015 launch my shuttle is using it i'm a big fan of it if if you're having a like mvvm frameworks come in when you have a large application with like hundreds of screens and it's larger so you like you don't want to write all that binding code over and over and over again so that's where MVVM Cross comes in. It's a big open-source uh, project from Stuart and uh, Thomas, uh, two of our MVPs, and a bunch of other community members. I don't want to discredit anyone, so a big community effort. Uh, but I'm also a fan of something a little bit smaller, which is called MVVM Lite from Laurent Bonillon, uh, one of our MVPs as well. And uh, MVVM Light is a little bit less opinionated. It's light is the, is the, the idea, and I've been using mvvm light for oh geez five years now i think i started with windows phone and he brought it to xamarin ios and android and it's an easier way of saying simply bind this button to this thing and simply bind this thing to this thing and take care of it so it's a little bit less work and you get to pick and choose what you want and he has it so you can substitute like do you want to use his navigation thing if you want to you don't have to uh where it's so it's less opinionated but like any framework, it's going to be heavier than exactly what you're doing, which is plus equals. Oh, all right, this collection changed. I'm going to update this thing, right?
1: Yeah. So, you you've got you've mentioned a couple of options there. Um, now, I've I've heard of some Xamarin Forms developers that want to kind of mix and match and use a bit of MVVM light with Xamarin Forms, but Xamarin Forms has its own. It's built around the idea of MVVM, isn't it? It's
0: it's very true when you look at, you know, especially um, Charles Petzold pencils book or our documentation or even on our blogs or our sample applications Xamarin Forms was built with MVVM in mind you can mix and match MVVM cross or MVVM light with Xamarin Forms but I'm not sure I see the advantage because Xamarin Forms does everything for you or even like Prism like it's just there's there's the, Xamarin Forms already includes an MVVM framework so, you implement inotify property change, and when you update the user interface, it updates the backend, et cetera, et cetera. And in fact, for beer drinking, um, drink in, I should say, uh, since you're doing this view model thing with observable collections, Xamarin.Forms just automatically does that stuff for you on Android and Windows Phone. So, that's kind of nice of just, since you've architected it in this way, it's easy to use any of these frameworks or no framework. That's what I like about it. All right, so it's the architecture pattern that plays nice and, and Xamarin.Forms ties into button clicks, all this stuff, it's really nice. And so if you're using Xamarin Forms, I don't think you have to use anything. It's your, your application, it's your architecture, but I think sim, I'm all about simplification in applications. The simpler they are, let the framework, let the platform work for you and let it be speedy and let it be elegant. That's what, I think. That's what we're all about with these native applications. Is it make the make the platform do beautiful things for you?
1: Oh, you're making me you're making me tear up, James. But you are quite right. And um, you, you you've recently trans, transitioned Meetup Manager from MVVM cross to Xamarin Forms. How how easy is that process to go from one framework to something completely different? Because I assume you know the original Meetup Manager would have been a Xamarin traditional project. So how much of the code were you able to reuse with Xamarin Forms, and what, what did that process of transitioning look like?
0: So it was actually quite simple. So let me give some background to Meetup Manager. Like we're, we're both user group organizers and leaders and we talk at a lot of user groups. And a lot of people use meetup.com. It's a great website uh, to sign up and get people into your user group. And they have a great, beautiful application, but there was no way for organizers to do check-ins. I kept going to user groups, and people had pieces of paper, and they would fill them out, and they would sign up, and that's how they would do giveaways or take registration. I was like, "Come on, we're we're mobile app, com- you know, mobile app platform, and we're talking about mobile apps that we're using pen and paper." So a year and a half ago, over holiday break, over Christmas break, I wrote Meetup Manager to tie into the Meetup.com API. You log in with Xamarin Auth. Into meetup.com you pull down your user groups the events and you can check people in and it's backed by a sqlite database Uh, then you get bar charts and graphs and things like that uh and i built this all in mvvm cross because at the time i had just come out of working on a big mvvm cross project uh, and i knew the framework it was really good now i decided people are like why would you transition from mvvm cross to xamarin forms that seems crazy because in mvvm cross I'm using the, you're building the native user interfaces. That's the thing to remember with traditional, whether you're using light or cross. you're still building the user interfaces natively. Uh, but some sometimes the framework's a little bit more opinionated. So I had to do extra work for like for pull to refresh and for swipe to delete and all this stuff. And I said, you know what? I just think it's time I've, I've fallen out of touch with the state of MVVM cross and where it's at. It's going to be a lot of work for me to try to ramp up on that than to just transition to Xamarin forms. And the transition, Mike, could not have been easier because I architected everything in MVVM and with interface-first programming. So I, I simply uninstalled everything MVVM cross, installed Xamarin Forms, and at that point, all I had to do was replace what each framework has. So each framework has a dependency service. So there's like an MVX resolve for the dependency IOC container. I did. Dependency service.get. Uh, I replaced the base view model of MVVM Cross with my base view model and implemented inotify property changed. I then uh, swapped out the plugins for MVVM Cross with plugins for Xamarin. I was using a settings plugin, a SQLite plugin, and a lot of the other things that MVVM cross plugins do, such as image downloading and caching, Xamarin.Forms does that automatically for the user interface, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, And then at that point, I also just swapped out things like commands. So there's an I command, which is a a, a contract between a button click and a, a method in the code behind. So I swapped out mvx command for command and imvx command for i command. I literally just really did a string replace and said replace mvx with string.empty. And uh, and you you get halfway, or I'm going to say 75% of the way there. Uh, and you delete just all the setup code at MVVM cross. So just kind of remove everything, delete all of the user interface. That's what I did. I just deleted every user interface file, every zip, every storyboard, every Android XML file, everything. Just delete all. Delete all of them. I don't want them. Because all of my business logic was in my services and my um, was in my view models. And that's all the hard work. And uh, I was with MVVM Cross sharing 70% of code and still building the user interfaces. And then I said, all right, let me swap out this backend. So the backend, I finished in one hour converting.
1: Uh, yeah, that's pretty reasonable, especially given what the app is doing.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not super simple. It's not super complex, but there is about you know seven or eight screens. There's Xamarin Auth login. There's uh, stats like going and querying databases, doing all this stuff. Now that was the hard work. The hard work was the back end of any application, and I'm sure you're feeling it as well. You know, when you say there's not a lot of iOS code for beer drinking, it's because the hard part of the application is what's happening on the server and what's happening in your business logic.
1: Exactly
0: that is, you know, I'm spending 90% of my time debugging Azure. It, precisely, precisely, especially remote debugging. That's always fun. Oh, amazing, though, it,
1: amazing.
0: It's amazing that it works. That's crazy. The first yeah. time I did it, I was like, I am debugging in the cloud, um, you know. And so I was done and my backend was done. And I said, all right, now I'm just going to go screen by screen, page by page, and create a brand new page in Forms. I wasn't going to spice it up at first, but I introduced some material design for Lollipop and a few other things, and and I think I I made a a better a better looking application with circle images and nice material design, and I think it loads faster, looks better, and uh, it migrates just perfectly up. There's no to the user, it's just a normal upgrade. They have no idea that there was framework swapping or anything like that. I just point it to the same SQLite database file, and it just loads and reads correctly. And it took me one day to build out a brand new application across iOS, Android. And I still have to do Windows Phone. It's on my list of things to do because I just have to do the Xamarin Auth bit. But all the pages are done, so it should be pretty straightforward. And uh, it's a pretty good looking app. I'm, I'm going to be releasing the source code this week when when the podcast is up. Hopefully by Monday. It's my plan um, when this gets released. Uh, so we'll see. And then we'll start, I'll start blogging about it as well and talking about this transition because you'd be really surprised. I did a lightning talk at my user group and people are like, Oh wow, I, I didn't I didn't really realize how simple that was. And I was like, yeah, it's built on MVVM architecture, so that architecture you could swap out. And in fact, if I if I didn't like the Xamarin Forms transition or in a year from now I want there's something new comes out that's MVVM based, swap over to that. It's going to be super simple. The hardest part is navigation. You know, you know MVVM cross has this paradigm of Uh, naming convention of saying there's this view cs file that correlates to a view model.cs file and it automatically handles it for you it does a lot of reflection and magic um, in the back end so that was the only thing i really had to tackle with xamarin forms is who's doing the pushing and popping uh, of the pages and how do i access those so yeah. It's simple, it's beautiful. I'm excited. And I already have it in test flight and everything like that. So hopefully the app should go live whenever Apple approves it because we all love Apple's review process.
1: Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, the source code for that being released. So uh we'll uh, make sure to put a note in the uh in the podcast uh when that's done so that you guys can go and grab the source code for that and check out how James converts it. I assume that you're gonna keep the, the history on GitHub so that we can go back and actually see, you know, the old version Versus a
0: new version. Yeah, correct. So, so what I'm going to do is the old version already live. And I've, and I've snapshotted it. So I did a release of the current release. And I've been working in a private repo. I actually have a private, private branch that's different. Because there's going to be a little bit different source code from what I release to the internet. What I publicly, you know, what I release to the internet. What I send privately. Because I'm using Syncfusion controls. And I can't release those DLLs and things to the internet. Because I've paid for them. Uh, so, um so you'll see in one big commit um <clears throat> all the changes in one go so perfect so but you'll be able to see the old version for a while so you could even do a git um revert and see what it was before and after which is really cool perfect well
1: uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast james um
0: yeah thanks for having me it's always a blast i love talking um to you and uh, even though we're eight hours nine hours apart i love uh being so connected and uh, uh, to all my Xamarin's here so it's great
1: yeah but it's uh, it's been fantastic having you on and thank you so much for your insights with uh, with MVVM frameworks and why we should use that we'll be recording another podcast in the next few weeks uh, we might have James we might have Kristen, we might have peers. who knows uh, but we will definitely be doing one uh, so thank you very much for listening